All right, we're gonna we're gonna okay. run through this like a marathon of sprints. That was really dumb. Intro. <laughs> Intro. Good news. Compasses still point north. A new blood test can detect types of cancer, and you are listening to a podcast. My name is Konik Fiechin, like the month of April in Polish. Look it up if you're interested. And with me is a paper to my scissors. Olivia Howe. Hello, Olivia. Hey, Connor. And joining us is our rock, making us the indisputably decisive and divisive way to decide who has shotgun riding in a car. Rock, paper, scissors. Hello, Matt. What's up, Connor? Hello, Olivia. This week, we are back with a real episode. Not that last week was fake news. And we're going to get back into one. Do you remember this? The week the news. Good news. Good news. news. Yes, it's coming back. But we're we're building the show for the long term, and we want to do it right. This means over the next few weeks, we're going to be tweaking our structure and asking for your input. And the best way we can think of doing that is sharing our process and hopefully progress. The week in the news. The week in the news. The week, <laughs> week in, in the news. news. But we haven't changed that yet. A week in the news. A week in the news. But we are changing the internal structure of a week in the news. As you may recall, we probably overwhelmed you by running through as many stories as possible in one minute in the first three episodes. Here's a sample. Transcripts of two conversations between President Trump and foreign leaders leaked. Related. In that transcript, Trump called New Hampshire a drug-infested den. Kushner's firm is under investigation over green cards. Congress is at recess until the 5th of September. We learned Trump was involved in drafting his son's statement saying his conversations with the Russians were... Yeah, about- my response was, whoa, good news, great segment, slow it down. By our fourth episode, we realized the shtick may have gotten away. Our intention was to make you feel overwhelmed by the number of stories in a news cycle and get you caught up but we quickly realized the error in our logic. There's no way we can provide all the important news to get you up to date. It's important for us as a news organization to acknowledge our limitations. We can't do it all, and neither do we want to. Other outlets do things better than us, and you should get the best news you can for the best sources possible. We changed the structure in episode four to include three news stories to follow. Next week, we might slightly change the section again. But for this week, we decided that each host would try bringing the story that they found important that week. So you might get to know us a little bit better by our news selection. With that all being said, this is The Week in the News. The Week in the News. The Week, the week in, in the, the news. news. At the time of recording this, the federal government is shut down. However, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has taken to the floor asking Democrats to reopen the government with the promise that the Senate would take up legislation on immigration reform and the DREAM Act, a bill that would prevent individuals in the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrival from being deported when the program lapses in March. However, there's no way to hold McConnell to his word. Leaving some lawmakers on both sides of the aisle intend to let the shutdown continue. January 23rd, there will be a special election in Oregon. The state will be voting on Medicaid expansion specifically to cover gaps in CHIP funding. With that in mind, special elections are happening all over the country. 47 state congressional special elections will be happening this year, and four U.S. congressional special elections are scheduled for 2018, according to Ballotpedia.com. Flurring the line between the week's news and good news. On Saturday, January 20th, the Women's March took place across the nation. Scratch that, across the globe. That's right. Hundreds of marches were led across the country and the world to show support for women's rights, safety, and equality. Many protesters came out in support and in response to the Me Too movement that began this year. The march in the U.S. took place in major cities like Los Angeles, New York, and Chicago, and in smaller communities too, such as Eugene, Oregon. This worldwide demonstration is the second annual to have taken place 
and the support has shown to have grown with hundreds of thousands of protesters showing up in larger cities. It's also important to note that the march went into a second day in other locations in the world, including Munich and Melbourne. Good news. Good news. Do either of you know who Lawrence D. Fink is? No? Oh, okay. Uh, Fink is the founder and CEO of BlackRock. As the largest investor in the world, Fink and BlackRock have some weight in the business community. Last week, Fink sent a letter to the largest companies in the world insisting that they need to care about more than profits if they want the support of BlackRock investment. Fink says that if a company wants to be part of over $6 trillion in investment assets controlled by BlackRock, they had to give back to society. While other investors have taken social stances before, BlackRock and Fink may have the cash to back up their threat. Hopefully, this will lead to a portion of companies giving back in some way, and that alone will be good news. In other good news, a study that came out from the University of California, San Diego, accidentally discovered a new blood test that could potentially detect cancers in 10 of the most difficult tissues. The test is said to detect cancer cells in the blood and also detect where the cancerous tumor is located in the body, such as the pancreas, colon, and lungs. This new test is still being tested, but scientists say that this new detection technology could potentially save the lives of people by finding the tumors earlier. Good news. Our friend Josh has sent us another good news story this week at Lennox Head on the east coast of Australia. Two teenage boys were swept to sea. 700 meters offshore, the two boys were stuck in a three meter swell. But to the rescue came a world first. Freshly from trial, a drone provided speedy assistance. Compared to rescues done on jet skis, the drone provided a bird's eye view and a much wider range of the scene. The process from takeoff to locating and deploying a flotation device for the boys took about 70 seconds. The boys were exhausted, but unharmed. You can go to our website, goodnewsapodcast.com, for these full stories. This is a good news update. Today, the Senate voted to reopen the government until February 8th. This comes after a compromise led by a caucus of moderate senators in which Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell promised to address DACA before the February 8th deadline. Feature. How are things defined? With definitions, of course. Wow, real astute, Connor. I mean, that's technically not wrong, but I was thinking a bit more abstractly. Words are defined because people have agreed upon a definition. Isn't that what I... uh... Without multiple people agreeing that a house is... A building for human habitation, especially one that is lived in by a family or a small group of people. The sounds which comprise house would be meaningless. But what happens when I say house and you, Matt, think of one idea of a house, you, Olivia, think of another, and I think a third? You only think one third, Connor? Oh, got him. As an aside, I wrote this feature and that was a joke. Hopefully. What Connor said is exactly the point. Just because we have a definition for a word that is agreed upon doesn't mean that it's objectively one thing. With that in mind, this episode's feature dives into the definition of journalism. When I say journalism, I'd guess that you don't think of the definition of the word journalism. What you may think of is NPR, CNN, Breitbart. If we were to do the same thought experiment for the word news, I'd guess you wouldn't think of the definition of news either, but possibly the same outlet as when you thought of journalism. But the words aren't intrinsically the same. Here on Good News, a podcast, we feel that having our definition defined is important to ground our work and provide structure to our news. The definition for news according to typing news definition into Google is newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. 
Does that work for y'all? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. The definition for journalism, according to typing journalism definition into Google is... The activity or profession of writing for newspapers, magazines, or news websites, or preparing news to be broadcast. So, journalism is defined as the activity of working for a news outlet. Yay, we did it. We're journalists just because we call this thing a news show. No, no, no. Journalism is just defined as the activity of working for a news outlet. Take a second and pause. Journalism is defined as the activity of working for a news outlet. As a concession, organizations such as American Press Institute, API, and the Committee of Concerned Journalists, CCJ, created more thorough definitions for what journalism is. But after forming principles for the definition of journalism out of concern that it was becoming less distinguishable from other forms of communication in 1997, CCJ ceased to be an organization in 2011. This type of irony drives our search. If we work off of Google's lay definition of journalism, defined as people who work for news outlets, then people who work for the news outlets themselves must define journalism. We already mentioned the American Press Institute's definition of journalism, but in our research, we went up the food chain and searched for definitions. Our search list comprises of our campus media group, the Emerald Media Group, our regional paper, the Register Guard, the State Media Group, the Oregonian, and national outlets including CNN, NPR, The Washington Post, The New York Times, BuzzFeed, Vox, and Breitbart. These news outlets define themselves in their mission statements. But we couldn't find public mission statements on the websites for The Register Guard or Breitbart. And with BuzzFeed and Vox, the mission statements were vaguely transparent. And the organizations did transparently share their journalistic mission statements. The statements didn't line up. For a callback, they weren't the same house. So, journalists, people who define journalism have an inconsistent definition of the term. More or less, a specific definition of journalism is a bit subjective. It's odd to look at journalism as a student when it seems so concrete to the point that no one ever asks, What's that? When I tell them I'm studying journalism as a major. But maybe they should. Which is what we plan to do. And this opportunity is the good news. Moving forward, we hope to produce journalism not just because we call this podcast news, but by fulfilling a definition of journalism. And not just any journalism, but good journalism. So we want our own mission statement. We ask the question, what defines good journalism to you? And while we're at it, what ethics and news values contribute to that definition? This week at the University of Oregon, we're going to be hanging up flyers so people can contact us with their definition of good journalism. And you can do the same. Please email us at goodnews at goodnewsapodcast.com. Reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or SoundCloud, and or on our website, goodnewsapodcast.com, with your definition of what good journalism is and what ethics and news values contribute to good journalism. Andrea got in touch with us through SoundCloud to share how she learned about us. It turns out she heard through Cards and Humanity Christmas promotion for their podcast, the Good News Podcast. With this lead, next week you can look forward to the podcast's first investigative story. That's it for this week's show. If you want good news, a podcast, to eventually move past using Google Search as a source to the show, you can support our endeavor to turn this extracurricular activity into a job, which will provide us extra time and resources to bring you better and more good news. A podcast. You can do that by following us on Twitter or SoundCloud liking us on Facebook, sharing our website, and, or honestly, reviewing us on iTunes or whatever you listen to us. And if you want us to keep using Google as a source, do all of those things twice. 
We appreciate your support and keep sending us your good news stories because we make good news a podcast for you. You thought it was over? No. Next week, we're actually going to be putting out a new episode on Wednesday. We figure hump day is a good day to spread some good news. And we need a little bit more time in our production cycle to make sure that we're giving you the best good news possible.